Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. Today we're coming to you from a rather special place. As most of our regular listeners know, we're travelers first and podcasters second. So we don't have a, a recording studio or anything like that, like most of the other travel podcasts around. Yep, this week our recording studio is a spaceship camper van at the uh, Ruakini Forest Park. We're at the, where is it, the Kumiti Road End campsite. Yes, so we're in basically a grassy field surrounded on all four sides by, um, by forest and secondary growth. We just had a four-wheel drive go past on the metal road beside us. That's the first time we've seen someone since we've been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, there's lots of high wind around, so if you hear some, some weird noises, it'll be us running into the side of the camper van or... Um, the really high wind that's um, ra- racing through the trees around us. Yeah, we slept here last night and I kept waking up to roar, roar, and shake, 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 shake. It was really fun. <laughs> it was indeed. Well, today is episode 104 and we want to talk through different areas where um, where you can stay. So before that, let us tell you a little bit about what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, we've got a spaceship camper van, so thanks, spaceship, you guys rock. It's basically a converted people mover car. It's one of those cars that have seven seats, so it's quite long. It's about the size, the length of a, a small van. A small van, but it's it's not as wide as a van. It's not as tall as a van, and they've basically put in a bed at the back and lots of storage space. So we've got three seats. We've got the two seats in the front and one in the back, which can turn around. And obviously, um, with the seat there, it's not big enough to have a bed, so you have to kind of extend the bed out. Yeah, well, we've also got big storage space. We've got a fridge. Um, we've got full cooking equipment and a DVD, um, player. a DVD player so it's all nicely kitted out for um, if it wasn't bright orange you'd be at a stealth camp anywhere like um, one of our authors Jessica yeah definitely um, we've been meeting up with all sorts of cool people so we just want to give them a quick shout out um, to Catherine Ben and Ezra at Elm Lodge in Dunedin you guys are awesome I don't think Ezra will be aware of that. He's only like seven months old. No, but he listens to the show. He recognized our voice at seven months old. He wasn't scared Um, of us at all. (laughs) Also to Sean and Brandy at Boots and All. It was so cool seeing you guys again. We're looking forward to doing yoga with you up in Auckland. Um, We are. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a go, though. And AJ Hackett took us out to um, their Never Spongy, which is the highest bungee in Australasia, 134 meters. And you're on a high wire. You're not even on a bridge. You've just done a little metal box. Linda's shaking her head still. It's awesome. I'm scared of heights. That was the scariest thing I've ever done. I almost piked out right at the end. You know, I had all my harness on. I'm walking to the edge. I'm going, you know what? No. Nah. <laughs> but I did, and it was scary. And also to Dan and his family. Um, Dan's from Zebedee.com and TravelGeneration.com. So thanks a lot for having us, guys. Yeah, it was really good to meet you. And yeah, thanks for the bed. We also met up with Kiwi Writer. We had um, breakfast with them. And uh, where were we? Christchurch. Christchurch, yeah. Yeah. So that's at twitter.com forward slash kiwiwriter. And we met up with my sister Christina um, in Wellington. And she's now a chef. We love. (laughs) When when we left New Zealand three and a half years ago, she was a high school student. And now she's um, the sous chef at Chill Cafe in Wellington. So that was really cool. Yeah, we got to taste her cooking, which we really like. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So before we go on in the show, we want to pass you on to our sponsor, um, Boots and All. So here's Sean. G'day. My name is Sean Keener. I'm CEO of the Boots and All Travel Network, and we're really excited to be affiliated with Linda and Craig and their Indie Travel Podcast. 
The Boots and All Travel Network is a series of about 50 travel websites that is focused on mainly independent travelers, so please come visit us at www.bootsandall.com. That's B-O-O-T-S-N-A-L-L.com. Cheers. All right, so on this episode of the Indie Travel Podcast, we'd love to talk about the different kind of places you can stay when you're traveling. Yeah, when we started our big trip around the world, we're leaving New Zealand and we're going to go to Europe for three to five years. And we were kind of locked on to two different things. One was staying with friends and family, and the other thing was staying in hostels, which we mainly researched and booked online. Now, both of these ways are very good ways to travel, very good places to stay. But we've since realized that there are so many more ways you can travel. I mean, obviously there's hotels, which wasn't in our budget at that point. And it really isn't now either. No, it isn't. But there are still lots of other budget options. Yeah, so today we're going to talk you through the the different things that we've stayed at or investigated staying at, such as roughing it, couch surfing, staying with friends and family, staying in a hostel in dorms and private rooms, looking into budget hotels, um, looking at guest houses and B&Bs, um, motels, vacation rentals, house swaps. It might be a bit of a long show, so we better kick straight into it. Okay, so first one, roughing it. We haven't done a lot of this, but quite a lot of um, budget travellers do. We were talking with Dan from Travel Generation, and he was talking about how he roughed it with his wife and baby son. Yes, it was a, a very a interesting couple of story. Months old. <laughs> yeah, well, they they actually rocked up to an island and they. They'd expected to find a place to stay because at that island there were always people waiting with boards saying, come stay with me, but there was no one there. Yeah, so they got off the last ferry of the day and no one wanted to have them and their child. So they ended up sleeping on a beach in the middle of nowhere, beside a pile of rocks, which Dan later realised was where snakes live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so saying roughing it is fine. I mean, you can rough it, it's fine, and you can sleep in airports, you can sleep on the beach or in a tent... Just be aware that, you know, it might not be the safest option. Just scout out for any potential dangers and make sure you have a warm sleeping bag. Now, there's a lot of difference between roughing it and sleeping in an airport or tenting. Oh, I think I think that sleeping in an airport definitely counts as roughing it. Yeah, we've, we've done two jaunts, I think, in airports. I think it was just the one in Stansted. Just one in Stansted, right. Um, there's a great resource called sleepinginairports.com which gives you kind of how easy it is to sleep, how nasty the security guards are, and the best places to sleep in any airport. I believe Stansted Airport rates quite well because they always seem to book flights at like 3 o'clock in the morning for the budget airlines, and there's no transport to the airport at that time of day. Yeah, well, there's basically no transport to Stansted. This is a point. (laughs) It's a real pain to get to. But um, yeah, so that's that's a great resource and something to help you get your kip. Okay, so staying with a guest, with friends or family. Yeah, we covered a whole lot of resources on how to be a good guest in an earlier show, but give as much notification as you can. Um, Make sure you're in good communication with the person. You don't just, you know, ask them a month before, then pitch up on their door with nothing in the middle. Yeah. Um, Also, make sure you don't mess up their entire house. You know, make your bed and keep your stuff to yourself. Yeah, and doing any tasks around the place like offering to help with dishes, maybe do some gardening or cleaning or anything like that. If there's anything you can give back to them for having you, that's um, that's really good. Yeah, it's good form to give them a gift or maybe take them out for a meal. Yeah. 
So, moving on from there is something that crosses both divides, I think, a little bit. Um, staying with a stranger using an online social service like Couchsurfing. Yeah, it's a great way to travel because you're staying with someone who's a local and they can show you around, they can, you know, advise you where to go in your destination. But you're also traveling with a, staying with a stranger. That's a bit weird. Yeah, so if you're couch surfing, you might get either um, a couch in someone's house or a spare bedroom or just like an area of the house to, to sleep in. Yeah, what you do is you log on to an online network like couchsurfing.com or hostel, uh, what is it called? Hospitalityclub.com. And um, you can get in touch with people who are willing to have you stay at their house. So you email them and they email back. It's a good idea to give as much notice as possible, and it's all right to contact more than one person because maybe the person you contact won't get back to you. Mm. Okay, the next one is taking your house with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snail. Yep, that's exactly what we're doing. We're turtles at the moment. So um, we're staying in a camper van. As we said, we're on the edge of a forest in the middle of nowhere, and that's a great way to travel. I mean, we've got our, we've got our house. We can pretty much pitch up wherever we want and sleep. Of course, there are lots of signs around saying don't camp here, but that's cool. Yeah, so you can um, you can either buy your own vehicle and convert it. Um, we have met a few people who are kind of van dwellers and car dwellers. And uh, Jessica Spaulding, who writes for us, does this full-time through America. She's living in her Prius. Yep, we think she's a bit weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on you, Jess. Yeah. So uh, you can also hire a camper van or something like we're doing a converted people mover which is a lot lower profile it's a great way to travel because you get to see the world i mean you're traveling around in a car which is a great way to travel anyway and then you can just sleep wherever you like the budget version of doing this is to just take your regular car and sleep in it or take a tent with you and then you can tent in a campground or just on a beach somewhere if it's legal yeah so moving on to hostel dorms um Hosteling is the kind of modus operandi of budget travel. Oh, yeah. There's so many different hostels to choose from. And I think the thing to think about is, first of all, look on the hostel booking website that you've chosen and check the ratings of the hostel you're thinking about staying at. Look at the location. Is it close to where you're going to arrive? If you're traveling by train, is it near the train station? Look at the cleanliness factor because you don't want to stay somewhere scoty. And also look at the safety factor. Another rating that's often featured is the fun factor. Now, if you're really into staying up all night partying, then you want a high fun factor, because fun usually means raucousness. But um, I quite like it when it's a low fun factor, because that means I'm going to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, all up to you. Um, if you are booking uh, hostels online, come to IndieTravelPodcast.com and click the accommodation link up the top. We've got some resources there for hosteling, and you can uh, book right on the site there. Another thing to think about when choosing a hostel dorm room is how big is the hostel dorm. If you want to get a lot of sleep, then choose a smaller dorm. And if you want to meet people, then a bigger dorm might be your option. Yeah, you can also get a private room in a hostel, which is our really what we're really into at the moment. You've got all of the, the social factors of a hostel common room, but you've got a double room, it's often an ensuite. And um, it's much, much cheaper than staying in a, a normal hotel or motel. Yeah, I really like it because you've got your private space, but then you can use the kitchen, you know, so <laughs> if there is a kitchen at that, that hostel. And you can meet people, it's really good. Before we go on, let's hear from Sean from Boots and All. 
G'day, this is Sean from Boots and All again, and we're at about the halfway point for today's Indie Travel Podcast. I wanted to share with you a part of Boots and All that I thought many of you would enjoy. It's called Boots and All Today. We feature 10 to 15 travel news and travel feature articles from around the web every day. Come check it out at www.bootsnall.com slash today. Cheers. Cool. We want to thank Boots and All for sponsoring us because it's the sponsors that keep us podcasting and keep us traveling. Yeah, cheers for that. All right, let's move on. We want to talk about budget hotels. Now, budget hotels are quite a new breed of accommodation, and they're great. We've stayed at a couple, but our favorite one is actually one where um, Sean and Brandy from Boots and All were staying recently, down in uh, Christchurch, Hotel So. Now, this is, it's like the perfect hotel for me. It combines the benefits of private rooms in a hostel and all of the uh, the benefits of a hostel, like a, a common area, a kitchen, and uh, free Wi-Fi. Basically, the hotel has quite tiny rooms with your own ensuite, but then you have all the benefits, all the extra facilities that most hotels don't have. Now, there are also budget hotels of the old school, like the um, the Formula One um, in Europe, I know of. And, and it's also a tap. A tap, yeah. Now, these are, these are much more old school. They're much more like a motel with very few resources. And even though it's budget for a hotel... It's still really pricey if you're used to um, to staying in a private room in a hostel. Not always, Craig. I, I was looking into it recently, and actually, staying at the Formula One cost about the same as a private room in the in the local hostel. Mm. So it really depends on where you are. It's something to look into. If you're looking for a budget option, then it might be worth doing. Be aware that some of these budget hotels don't have someone on site overnight. My dad was staying in one of them, and uh, there was a fire call out, and everyone was standing outside, and there was no manager to kind of organize things. (laughs) So that's something to think about. Absolutely. A similar kind of thing is a motel. Are there any major differences you can think of? I don't think so. They they tend to be a bit more expensive than a budget hotel. And for both of them, you really need a car to get to them because they tend to be located on the outskirts of town. That's one of the disadvantages of, of both of these types of accommodation is that you really need a car. It's great for doing a road trip. It's more expensive than just sleeping in your car. But you do get a private room. You get There's often uh, a mini bar or just a fridge where you can put stuff in or maybe a little mini kitchen. And, of course, you have your shower and toilet. Mm. Okay, so then we've got things like guest houses and B&Bs, which are either cheaper or much, much, much more expensive depending on where you're traveling and what people's idea of a B&B is. Yeah, it's amazing the range of these things. Basically, they all include a private room, um, either with ensuite or with a shared bathroom. It's more like staying in someone's house, except you're paying for it, and you usually get breakfast included. Yeah, I mean, I guess the difference with a guest house or a B&B is that you get much more personalized service. There's normally only, well, depends, but there's always fewer rooms in a hotel or motel. And um, you've normally got an owner-operator who's looking after you, often cooking you breakfast and acting as a concierge and, um, and staff at the same time. We really like staying in pensions and B&Bs because they tend to be quite interesting. You know, you really get the taste for the, for the locals because you're meeting a local person who lives there. Remember that when we stayed in the Black Forest? Mm. The, uh, the owner was quite strange. We went into the room and she told us off for sitting on the bed. No, that's beds are for sleeping, not for sitting. But then when we had breakfast in the morning, 
It was right on the edge of the Black Forest, and um, all these animals came out. It was like being in a Disney movie. We're sitting there, looking out on her beautifully manicured garden. Suddenly there was a rabbit, a couple of squirrels. We expected a deer to come out. We said, oh, where's the deer? She goes, oh, that only comes out in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Uh, We should mention that a pension or pension is um, another generally European word for guest house or B&B. Yeah. So, moving on, where else have we stayed? What have we got? Well, this one we haven't actually stayed in, but we've seen a lot about, is a vacation rental. So, you can rent a, a house or, you know, a small a cottage, apartment kind apartment, of thing. Just for a short period of time, maybe a week or two weeks. So, the deal, I guess, with a vacation rental is that they're normally kind of an apartment with maybe a few bedrooms so if you've got some friends or a couple of families staying together they're much much cheaper than um than staying in a hotel so these are are pretty good if you're going to one place for an extended period of time normally more than a week and uh, if you're traveling with friends or as a family yeah because you rent out the whole the whole place it costs the same usually whether you've got two people staying there or 12 yeah you've got to pay for the space and similar to that is a house swap if you're if you are going to just one destination and you know you're going to be there for a week or two weeks or three weeks you could consider swapping your place for the place you're going to this was made famous in the holiday with kate winslet and uh, cameron diaz one of them lived in was it la and the other one lived in the uk somewhere out of london (laughs) some random little town and uh, they both wanted to get away from home and so they actually swapped houses one of them went to la and stayed in their friend's house, and the other one came to the UK. And if you're really unlucky, you end up married to Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a problem. Yeah, sure would. Let me tell you, lady, sure would. (laughs) So that's a good idea. There are websites you can go to to find people who are willing to swap their houses with you. Yeah, of course, it depends on you owning a house. We don't have one. (laughs) Would you like to swap our patch of ground? (laughs) (laughs) Not renting a camper van. Last one. Oh, we've got one more. Okay, go for it. And the last one is a proper hotel, an actual hotel. What? What are you talking about? Well, some people like to stay in hotels. We've stayed in hotels before. We have? Once or twice. Yeah. (laughs) It's usually our last, last option because they do tend to be so expensive. Although you can get cheap deals. I mean, we've, we've used discount vouchers. We've looked on whatif.com and lastminute.com and sometimes it's a good deal and if you want to splurge a hotel could be a really good option for Mm. you similarly a resort which is basically a a hotel which is spread out (laughs) so when you choose a hotel you're choosing not only to pay a lot more than the other options but you're also choosing the facilities there hotels have a variety of facilities they might have a pool they might have a gym they might have a minibar but make sure you check that the hotel has what you're after Quite often hotels charge extra for Wi-Fi, which we find quite offensive. And, um, you know, we, we booked an, a room in a nice hotel once and it ended up having no view. It was right next to a wall. And that was just a bit depressing because we decided to splurge and have this night in a hotel. And we ended up paying a lot more than a hostel where we could have got a much better experience. Yeah, I don't like the hotel experience because I find it's very... Anti-social. You're, yeah. you're trained not to talk to other people in hotels right. um, just through the way they're set up. 
So while they might have a bar, you end up with 20 people sitting by themselves, <laughs> drinking by themselves. And um, I much prefer the social aspects of, uh, of a hostel, for example, or a, a camping ground. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Let's hear from Boots and All again. G'day. This is Sean from Boots and All, and I hope you enjoyed today's Indie Travel Podcast. Before you go, I'd like to tell you about a contest that we're running at Boots and All. It's called the Travel Stimulus Package. We're giving away a Kindle 2, a Nintendo Wii, and other great prizes over the upcoming six weeks through about June 3rd. So come check out our Travel Stimulus Package contest on www.bootsnall.com. Cheers! Yeah, there's so much stuff in that Travel Stimulus Package that I'd like to get. I mean, we've just got one of the Flip Minnow HD video cameras, and we're having a blast with that. But that Kindle 2, have you seen it? I've seen it, and I kind of want it, but I kind of just like books. Yeah, but it's it's a thousand books in one one device. I know, I know. And it doesn't have the backlit screen, so you don't get sore eyes like you do with a laptop. Yeah, that's a good point, because yeah. I always hated it on my PDA when it was backlit. I just didn't feel like I could read it. Yeah, after a while, it becomes really blurry, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, so... Sean, send us some. <laughs> <laughs> that was subtle. Subtle, subtle. All right, well, now we've, there's also heaps of other competitions that we'd love to talk about, like the Tokyotopia video competition. Yeah, we're sponsoring that one. <laughs> yeah, and the Fantastic competition and the Geotourism one. There are so many. We've got like five or six, but this is already a really, really long episode. So we'll have a link to all these cool competitions in the show notes. Okay, so we're about to jump into the front of the van and... Um get driving again, find somewhere with power and internet so we can edit this and upload it. But um, I also want to say g'day to some of our new listeners. Yeah, g'day. (laughs) (laughs) We're running a big subscription drive at the moment. We've got about one and a half thousand people at the moment um, who check the RSS feeds every day. And what we're hoping to do is push this number up to 2,000 by the end of May. So we're doing some giveaways. At the moment, if you leave a review of our show in the iTunes um, kind of listings and then leave a comment on a particular blog post on the site, then we want to um, put you in the draw for two $50 iTunes or Amazon.com vouchers. Yeah, we're giving away one voucher at in the middle of May and one at the end. Yep, so we're doing the draw on Sunday morning our time, which will be the evening of the 15th in most of the world, and then again at the very end of the month, 30th or 31st, whatever that is, and everyone who's left a comment on the site, if we can verify your review, if we can find it, we'll chuck you on the draw and hopefully be sending you out uh, 50 bucks worth of iTunes or Amazon.com vouchers. Yep. So I've also had about 12 million new people hear about us this week. Yeah, we were on NPR, the National Public Radio in the States, which is so cool. Yeah, we were on, um, featured on All Things Considered, I think, during their tech segment, and um, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're hoping we've got 12 million new listeners on the podcast. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Well, <laughs> if you have come over from NPR or you are one of the new listeners that have been part of our subscriber drive, um, thanks for coming on board. We hope you enjoyed the show. Every week we try and do some travel tips or a destination guide um, from us as people who have been traveling around the world full-time for over three and a half years now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. So until next week, travel well. <laughs>